Do y'all understand how much I love Obama as a person? Why couldn't he get a third term like Roosevelt? He had me dying. My dude said, if Fox News found out I had a Chinese bank account, they'd be calling me Beijing Barry. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of The Haunting of Blythe Manor. This is episode four, The Way It Came. It was directed by Leanne Gavin, written by Lori Penny, who is a journalist. Another good episode. I gave it an 8.7 out of 10. This is a very comfortable horror genre type of show for me. Like even the Spectra, he's not so scary now, particularly now that I've gotten this backstory. So I am really digging this season and it's not as terrifying as (laughs) The Haunting of Hill House, which legit gave me serious nightmares. This one, I'm like, okay, I could probably watch this in the evening. I still don't just in case because it is only episode four. And they could definitely shift at any time that they want to how scary this shit is going to be. Just some light housekeeping before I get into the actual review. Just so you know, uh, what this is one day behind. So I still will be doing Doom Patrol episode 11 tonight. And then tomorrow I will be doing episodes 1 and 2 of season 3 of The Leftovers. And then Saturday, we'll be jumping back into Raised by Wolves, I believe, episode five or six, one or the other. I put the calendar out on Twitter, so you can find that information there. And then, of course, Vicariously Merlin, I believe we're on the fifth and sixth episode of that show as well. I could be way off on those, but again, check the calendar (laughs) for the accurate episodes. And then I did put up on Wattpad the long-awaited <laughs> prologue to the novel I am working on if you do like um like magic type of shit sci-fi or not sci-fi I guess that would be fantasy so you can check that out there if you are interested in reading anything that I put out there and I believe the only last bit before I do jump into the review is a few points I miss last episode because I was toasted to the wind the keys that is something Miles has picked up from Peter Quint I don't think I mentioned that part the perfectly splendid of course that came from Miss Jessel it's to show how heavily influenced these kids were by Peter and well Peter Quint and Rebecca Jessel and if they have been haunting this place the past year and they are seeing the, or talking to these children and possessing them as I'm inclined to believe, then that is still an ongoing relationship that is influencing them. And Danny's kind of been tossed in the middle of this. So I think that's a very informative look on that relationship. And in this episode, you see Danny start to ask some questions about what the kids are up to. So this episode, we get into her backstory and it regards her childhood friend, Eddie, 
the guy with the glasses that she got engaged to clearly under pressure of her mother who is an alcoholic and definitely is more concerned about the failures of her life than she is about the happiness of her daughters but then she's also under the pressure of eddie's mom who thinks she's gonna make the perfect daughter-in-law and when she made her look at herself in her wedding dress no hell no i know that was like a thing back then in those times because of course the dress being passed down they were so expensive and that was the thought process behind that but this is not even her mother's wedding dress this is someone else's idea of what they want to wear on their wedding day that just makes no fucking sense i mean it's just bullshit i felt so bad for her during the fitting because they're both talking about the mothers their marriages and how her daughter is doing so much better and then danny is being complimented on her shoulders by a woman she clearly feels an attraction to and her whole entire face i think bespoke her dilemma i want to break free keeping with the flashbacks she is beyond hysterical at a private dinner with eddie who she finally lets down that she cannot marry him because he's like oh you just want a small wedding because i kind of thought you brought me here or i brought you here to tell me you don't want to get married and that's exactly what she needs to she couldn't even once the words were out of his mouth she could not backtrack her face said it all and he is devastated and heartbroken she in the car explained she should have said something sooner but she got caught up in everything she was overwhelmed she didn't want to disappoint her mother his mother they're like family she loves them uh, clearly she had a bad childhood at home so their house became a reprieve and so she loved them and she loves eddie as well just like a brother not like a romantic interest and not only that she is sexually attracted to women i don't think she told him that part and i think if he did hear those words it would not have helped the conversation in any way his heart was heavily involved he wanted to get married and her i mean that's his best friend that's the person he clearly fell in love with and probably has been for a very long time because even in the flashback he was like oh you can stay over my mom loves having you over and i like having you over so yeah then trauma comes when he gets out of the car and gets hit by a truck and dies immediately after this moment yeah that would kind of fuck you up and i started to understand that she was being literally haunted by his ghost by the guilt that's dragging her down about the fact that he died right after she gave him terrible news and she's wrestling with this the entire episode because she needs someone to lean on and that brings us to the present i mean there was a few other things that happened in the past like the funeral is when she started seeing his ghost 
as well as the the glasses and the headlight i thought that was a nice detail for the spectra she also is being bogged down by everyone grieving for her and, and talking about so sorry for your loss believing she loved him in a certain kind of way and oh the tragedy that you couldn't marry this man and even the mother bringing over his things she can't escape that thus why she escaped and went to london girl i would escape and go to london in a heartbeat i'm literally about to get my credit all the way back up <laughs> it's not doing bad but it could be i want it to be super cush so that i can get a six month visa to go to england because if you do get a six month visa to go to england what do they call that a traveling visa i don't know something around those words that you have to pay for everything yes i have been doing my actual fucking research because i intend to have this as a dream come true even if it's for six months and i have to live out the rest of my days <laughs> in the united of the states i need six months in great britain that is my life goal when my daughter turns 18 if not before <laughs> i will say 18 though because i legit cannot that's why it sucks that's a long time right i can't go over there for six whole months now i can for two and a half so i might need to just compromise that dream because that needs to happen asap well first i need to visit get like a week two weeks in then make it longer and i can because i get off the summers i surely do i get off the summer she is with her daddy so that that's uh i could i could do six weeks a lot can happen in six weeks and fall in love in six weeks back on to <laughs> this episode i'm saying i can relate to her wanting to escape her present situation mine's not that tragic or fucked up though I just, you know, need to find me an English speaking husband. Presently, she has been freaking the fuck out. First, regarding the funeral for Owen. Jamie visits her in her room and lets her know you don't really have to go. Apparently, everybody tapped out on this funeral. <laughs> I think that the Hannah didn't go. Well, she said she didn't want to go. Not so much that she couldn't go because she's a ghost and i'm sticking to that despite we seeing her drink something this episode but jamie tells her she doesn't have to she says i lost someone recently and i really don't want to go and this is the only black thing i had and it looks kind of trashy <laughs> looks like i'm going to the club not to a funeral she also likes the way that jamie uh, puts herself together when she needs to i really like jamie a lot i like everyone in this house this entire staff i adore like in the first season that cast of characters i didn't like everyone and this one i love everyone even peter crazy ass motherfucker that he is starting to think he probably has a tragic ass backstory too not to say i like or approve and I'm sure he did some other shit I'm not going to like or approve of in the future. I'm not saying he don't belong with a devil. I'm saying as a person, 
he is an intriguing figure. I can easily see why Rebecca Jessel would fall under his spell. Just some of us, you know, we don't fall for the sauce. We know. We understand the flavor. We know it tastes good. But we also know it's hot and it's spicy and it's not good for our indigestion. So I'm going to leave that alone. When Jamie comes back from the funeral and she's taken off her earrings and her shoes getting all comfortable. You see Danny making infatuation hard eyes at her and I totally ship it. So I'm down. I love that she also calls her Poppins considering that is what Miles called Rebecca. You are very own Poppins. So she calls her that cute. They then have a moment by the bonfire. Well, first you have Jamie encouraging everyone after telling them where bonfire the word came from that it was people putting bones into the fire of the dead to remove the shadows of their presence something to that extent and she wants them to take this moment to remember the dead we will get to hannah and owen in a moment because i do believe they deserve their own separate section but we have her remembering mrs and mr wingrave that they were good people and that their children were fortunate to have one good all pair and now have one of the best that's going to be able like if anyone can pull them back from the darkness it's going to be danny giving her some confidence some sweetness and then they go off together and I'm not sure was this uh, a greenhouse I like that they got all wrapped up and cozy in the blankets and this is when Danny reveals everything that has happened to her in the past things get physical but she says you're not ready for this she just told me so and she tells her later that by the bonfire it's okay things are all good between them they need time she needs time that they are attracted to each other they like each other a lot but jamie understands that she's going through some things and gives her her space something i don't think that peter quint would ever do (laughs) for rebecca not to say they are in the same situation what else do we have with with danny oh yeah she gets drunk wanders the house and is saved from i'm sure a certain death by flora and miles flora saying she had a nightmare about her mom trying to attack her under the bed and she asked for some milk they clearly don't i mean i don't know how they can keep this up though i would at some point just say look i know you ain't gonna believe me okay but the muddy footprints they're not ours you can set up survey i don't know what you could possibly say but you you can't do this every night I thought this was yeah they said every few weeks so this will become tiresome at some point you're not going to be there to protect her what the hell have we thought of a a longer game plan to bring Danny in on the fact that no because I can understand they weren't trying to save her life they're trying to save her life find a way to communicate these things to her and I think Flora wants to and maybe Miles and it's so rare to see Miles because we see him when he's angry and weird when he's being Peter Quint but to see him scared, I was scared. It's like, now Miles, 
but Danny is good and drunk so she just goes get the milk tucks her back in tells her she's a good girl she had a really good moment too with Miles because he acted a damn fool at the table but it was Peter Quint and he really wanted some liquor he wanted a drink and (laughs) he was denied and later Danny says look I get it these behaviors you want to be a part of the grown-ups she could have been really an ass about this like you little shit but one they were all right after he requested it they then gonna say yeah my mom gave me liquor (laughs) so it was kind of the wrong time to bring that up that would only piss any person off like oh okay so yo you had liquor when you was a kid and you telling me i can't you didn't turn out wrong (laughs) so I did think that was was funny but she tells him I was an orphan my mom was a shitty mom my dad died you're an orphan too I get you and she even ruffles his hair to say I'm not angry if you're gonna have moments that you're gonna act out it's understandable but just know I'm gonna put my foot down the ass gonna go to bed <laughs> I like Danny a lot too because she does feel American she feels more black American because let's be real (laughs) all white American women are not acting like Danny not even close Peter they would have said you want liquor here you go (laughs) or when he banged on that table they'd be like Miles Jenkins senior you can't bang on that table there sir you go to your room you don't want to go to your room I'm gonna count to three But I thought it was weird because we know that Peter Quint is the one that relates to this behavior and it's a connection between them two. And Miles took the whole entire thing in stride and I'm not sure if Peter was still there or if he wasn't, but we did see in Flora's dollhouse that Peter was standing next to Miles' bed and then you have rebecca standing next to flora's bed and it's rebecca that warns flora that lady viola i'm guessing this is who it is because we also see flora earlier uh doing something with headstones like she's drawing over them she wanted to draw over all of them before the the fall leaves cover them up i guess and one of them she's doing is lady viola that's in the church so i'm guessing that is the actual lady in the lake and she leaves the doll house on and moves the dolls around to show that danger is present so i like the fact that rebecca is indeed protecting danny too because if it was up to peter i have a feeling (laughs) homegirl would be getting no freaking warnings whatsoever and you did have a moment where Danny asked Flory, Flory, Flora, have you seen Peter around? Do, do you let him in the house? And she says it doesn't work like that. Like she's trying not to lie, but she's definitely not telling her the whole truth. And she says, why do you look over my shoulder like you're talking to someone? And she's like, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> um let's move on to the other big story this episode is owen and hannah hannah is on the strug man she's staring off into space she says that uh, she's fading away but 
she opts out on the funeral as well she says that you know the funerals are for the living and they should choose how they grieve or mourn or something to that effect i was very uh affected by that statement because i i am not someone who loves to go to funerals i mean no one loves to go to funerals but i certainly would prefer to mourn in a different way than most traditional funerals like seriously i'm not joking throw me a fucking fiesta i do not want people in a fucking mortuary morgue house funeral home in some musty room no that is not how it is happening first and foremost cremate my ass please do that (laughs) and then have a fiesta and throw my ashes over the ocean or oh preferably the times <laughs> the thames river wherever eiffel tower somewhere I, I don't yeah but i i don't want i yeah i don't want that i want it to be a party remember me and then that's what she's doing she lights a candle she lets uh danny do so as well but she is definitely there for owen who comes back to the house after oh yeah danny does think she sees peter quint well she does see him because he's staring at her through the window but (laughs) it is owen at the door i am all there for her hootie hoo instincts like i ain't scared i ain't about to scream and run i'm gonna grab a weapon and handle my business i respect that i see you surprise you ain't from the hood but he left the funeral and got in his car and made his way there and she had made him shepherd's pie his favorite the one recipe he taught her there's some back and forth between the two at the table like flora says are well i love that she says you are my my favorite oh it was so sweet when she was like you're my special one and then she was telling him that you're not dying because death is not the end and that she was really really sad but people are not gone and it was a very poignant statement as everyone at the table seems to have a loss of a certain kind and he then mentions how hannah would miss him or would not miss him when he is gone because he has no reason to be in town now that he's not taking care of his mother so that's what flora asks will you go and flora's like she likes you and then she's like well just eat your food flora (laughs) but yeah you can tell she's thinking about it it's kind of sad because there's this side romance as well that's going on but it's a clear i like you and for whatever reason you have hannah who is a lot more reticent did she say she was married before she makes it clear that she does not like the village people like there's some judgy small town type of people and she is black so she was saying all the words that (laughs) were implied but not explicit and you have another moment of them at the fire where he's like where'd you go love and that's when she says i seem to be fading away she does drink every time they toast and then owen has a really great moment where he's explaining you know because 
what was it jamie earlier said it must be a relief at least for me i would think it's a relief because she had dementia his mom and she was gone a long time ago and he kind of addresses that like everyone at the funeral were brushing over everything and by doing so you don't adequately portray the life of a person and so he's like it was a burden as well as a blessing you know because she was my mother and she loved no one more than me and she couldn't let go and so i held held her until she could not but she was also these great things but also at the end of her life he had to play a very complicated role in that and i just thought that was a really great emotional moment for the character and then to see him later he's talking to hannah about paris imagine us there i think he wants her to go with him and she can't because she's dead i am unclear what is the end game with all of this other than the tragedy of some of these love stories and that kind of seems like a running theme in different ways oh hannah did read when she was toasting at the bonfire she was talking about rebecca jessel and how she was a good woman and only terrible men how they get their hands into really good women and destroy them and she deserves so much better so on and so forth i wonder how does the ghost versions feel about <laughs> these words because it's not like they ain't around and there is a lot of ghosts around in the house if you look in in flora's dollhouse i don't need to identify them all if we've seen them i don't care i have not seen all of them and i'm not trying to turn this into a puzzle box i'll let reddit have fun with that and i believe that is the end of our review no feedback but if you want to send some you can send it via audio or written format to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com you can find this podcast black Girl couch reviews on podbean stitcher itunes spotify and wherever else good podcasts can be found my social medias will be below remember to like share subscribe and if you have time run over to itunes and leave a review until the next time peace hair grease and black Girl magic <laughs>